This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is how holiday rom-coms are lying to you. That's right. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, holiday gift ideas based on your partner's love language, and the most popular day for online dating is approaching. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants to break up with her boyfriend before the holidays, and another listener whose real-life rom-com romance didn't work out as planned. But first, Angela, it's just you and I. What is going on in your week? Hi. Well, hello. Hello. We're in the throes of the holiday season, which I do love, I have to admit. Um, but I I have this thing. So Ian and I are going to be married next year. Yes, we do know. You've the, talked about it on the show. We are excited. <laughs> I'm a bridesmaid. It's this weird thing where we're getting married. Um, but I never thought about this, but like I just kind of always assumed that once you got married, like who spends holidays with what family and all that. It's just kind of like magically tied up with a pretty little bow and you know. But Ian and I have been together for, uh, it will be six years in January, and we still haven't sorted out Thanksgiving. I know this is a little after the fact. Okay, but, but he's Jewish, so you automatically get Christmas. Yes. And this so is- So then, I'm just saying- You're saying he, that's what he says that he should get Thanksgiving. That's what we do. I My family gets Thanksgiving. We don't do Thanksgiving anymore with his family. His family's never complain because they get Christmas all to themselves. So that's what we do because, you know, it's reversed and my I am the Ian and you are the Nick. <laughs> Well, here's all right. Well, what's your argument? Let me make my case. I'm an only child. So if I'm not there, my parents are childless and I hate to think of them childless on a holiday. Why don't they come to Ian's family? So this is, I think, what will be the resolution next year because I I do. So like we up until this year, we just do Thanksgiving separately. And then the next day, like I do Thanksgiving with my family. He does Thanksgiving with his family. And then that Friday I go and spend, cause like then his family stays for the weekend. They have like out of town family. So then I go and I do second Thanksgiving with them like Friday through Sunday. So I do do both, but we're like, okay, next year, maybe this we need to find some kind of resolution. Is a little nutty. So yeah, I think next year my, maybe my parents will go to his family and then, but I also. What about, do your parents, are there, are their parents still alive? Like, are you going to be. Leaving grandparents hanging? No, we really do a small Thanksgiving. Like there, we kind of just, just the three of you. Yeah, this will be like my because my grandma died this year, so it'll be like the first Thanksgiving yeah. where I think my aunt and uncle might come by. But it's like we don't have like uh, a set like tradition for Thanksgiving. This like, is a no brainer that your parents go to Ian's I house. Know. I will miss my mom's cooking though. She but, can bring you know, something. Like, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. This like the families are being united to empires are becoming one in your marriage so i but we did just read that article about um what was it i forget what it was called but about the couples that like get married but just like live in different places and they're like whatever marriage can look like whatever you want it to look like so can can marriage can marriage look like separate holidays i don't know yeah of course you could keep if you are happy with the status quo totally keep it just know you're ian's definitely getting like like 
you know, the little lesser end in the sense that you also get Christmas. But does he get like Passover or any Jewish holiday? That He you- would if he chose to celebrate, but he never wants to because so, they, they kind of always yeah. fall in the middle of the week and then he doesn't want to go home. Do you do anything for Hanukkah for his family or not really? They don't do anything. Um, I-, I was the one that like, bought some Hanukkah decorations last year for our apartment. All right. So I, so, yeah. so come on, I'm picking up all I'm, the holidays. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Hmm, you're raising some good points here. I, I think it's fine for you to keep Thanksgiving actually. Yeah. Uh, I think you can keep your separate, your separate holidays. I think we're going to try to combine, but I'm open to continuing to yeah. do, do separate Thanksgivings, even as married people, because yeah, marriage can look like whatever you want it to look like. Of course. I fully <laughs> believe that. Um, how is your week going? What's going on with you? Well, I kind of had a sexy week. Oh, okay. So, all right. So I'm going to talk about some sexy stuff. So remember Angela, like a few weeks ago, we got like a giant box delivered to my house and I, you know, curious what's in the box and I open it and it was a box full of sex toys and vibrators and like there was a bodysuit in there do you remember the bodysuit that I I showed you I do remember because you were kind of like I don't know if I want this do you want it and I was like no I don't want it yeah you didn't want it (laughs) but I gave you some things to take home a couple things I think I'm gonna do a special thing for your bachelorette party yeah um but the bodysuit I was like I'm gonna keep this I don't know if I'll use it (laughs) so the other day the baby's asleep and Nick's fixing like the heater and I don't know something came in came over me and I was like oh that bodysuit it's in a drawer I'm just like I'm just gonna try it out I wonder what it looks like I'm feeling kind of hot right now I don't know maybe it'll look good Mm -hmm. on me Mm -hmm. it was like maybe something about seeing Nick fix the heater oh I didn't even think about that being all manly maybe maybe uh so I was like I'm just gonna try this bodysuit on I didn't even know if like Nick would see me I was like I just want to see myself looking hot in this it's like all net with just like it's almost like um, like fishnet pantyhose, but a bodysuit. Okay, like with long a, sleeve with or? a halter. Like if, oh, halter. With, like if you're just looking at it, you don't know it's a bodysuit. It literally just looks like crumpled up pantyhose. Right. And then you kind of expand it, and it stretches, and you're like, oh, this is like this goes over your whole body. Right. And, and then so you halter. can like have sex presumably in it without taking it off because there's holes. There is a hole in the crotch. <laughs> Oh, fun. That's well, fun. yeah, the fishnet. No, the fishnets are not big enough for a oh, penis. Oh, they're not. But there's, okay. but there is a, no, fishnet. Have you ever worn well, fishnets? I don't fishnets? know if it's like, I mean, you know, how little, like stretchy fish. What fishnet. kind of penis are you looking at? Like finger <laughs> well, size penises? I'm thinking that's like the point of a fishnet bodysuit. But all right, go on. So no, there's a full hole in the crotch, which I didn't know until I tried it on. Oh, okay. So then Nick was walking by to... To like, he's going back and forth between like, you know, the boards to like shut off the power and whatever. And he walks by and he like does a double take and he goes, Oh my God. Oh my God. Just, let me just hang this one second. Like he just, you know, automatically oh. just assume like, Oh, yeah, the bodysuit is on. Like, and, and I'm just laughing because the bodysuit looks ridiculous. But he's, he's like, Why are you laughing? Like, Oh my God. Like, why are you laughing? And then just started like making out with me hardcore. And, it made me realize that that you know he he obviously thought I looked good in the bodysuit, which felt nice. Uh-huh. But I realized what he's told me before is so true that it's not necessarily that like he does get turned on when I wear lingerie, but it's more that he likes the very clear physical cues that I am like ready to go interesting and like he doesn't like the feeling of needing to like convince me to have sex which i, I like because that's very like 
you know, we talk about the Aziz Ansari. So, you yes, know, I'm yes. very against like men should not need to convince women to have sex. Like two people should be equally wanting to have sex. But then at the same time, time when you're married especially once you have a kid you might have to schedule sex and like right. maybe when you you know you're having sex you might not be like you know for two people to be like crazy turned on at the very same time it's hard to match that you know to time that horny yes for of lack, course for lack of a better word so sometimes you just kind of have to start making out and then and then both people eventually halfway through will like get really turned on but you know it's got to be like a conversation and and regardless, I don't like the idea of like anyone, you know, begging someone or pushing someone to do something they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So for Nick, I think he just gets, he would never like push me to have sex. And even if I'm like, I'm like, okay, like let's have sex. It, 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 he likes the very clear cues by me being like basically already half naked I, for him to get turned on. Like he gets turned on by consent. Nick, <laughs> I love that. Nick and I are really the same person because I totally get that way of thinking. Like, I, like it's like kind of like why I liked Tinder or like online apps for meeting people to date. It was like, I, we all know why we're here. You know, it's like we're yeah. can't be misconstrued as like just trying to be friends. Same way like with the lingerie. It's like can't be misconstrued as just like kissing you hello. It's like we're we're. We're in the mood for sexy time. It is a clear indicator. Green light. I might Love have a green light. to buy Ian a Cal Exotics <laughs> yes. male bodysuit. Um, I it sounds like it's very stretchy, so I'm sure you guys could share the same size. Is that my takeaway from this conversation? <laughs> that Ian needs a Cal Exotics fishnet bodysuit? I would I would love I don't know if that would be erotic for me, but I would love to see it. On that note, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Wantable. It's hard to pick out outfits every morning. Right, Angela? Like, how did you pick out this top? Honestly, uh, my weird Virgo brain, I literally go chronologically in my closet (laughs) because I can't think of what to wear. I should do that. I work my way down from left to right. Uh, so you never wear the same outfit twice. You just go like. Well, eventually I do when I when I loop around. Oh my god, that's so smart! I'm gonna start to like pick out my outfits ahead of time. You don't have to think about it, right? I, well, another thing that can help is <laughs> wantable. Uh, yeah, because you get bored once you've looped around your closet a couple times and you start wearing the same stuff over and over again. You recently used wantable. I did, and I loved it. Uh, it's like. They, whenever you do something like this, it comes right at the right moment when you're like just hating everything in your closet and like feeling gross. And you know when you want to, you're going somewhere like maybe you're going on a date or you're going and hanging out with your friends and you're like, wow, I don't own any clothing. I don't own a single piece I of clothing. I own no. There is a that closet I like. full of clothes that I that I don't like. And all of a sudden, a box shows up with seven. Uh, they call them edits, style edit. You choose on Wannable, you choose between like style or fitness edit. I did the style edit. The former magazine editor in me is like loving like the edit. Loving it. So yeah. And then I did the style one. So a bunch of like stylish, I got sweaters and jeans uh, and then I was able to like shop for my little box and I sent what I didn't want back. Tell us how it works. Okay. Here's how it works. You build your own wardrobe. Wantable is a personal styling service that sends you on-trend clothing in a style or fitness edit. An edit is seven pieces of hand-picked clothing from a variety of amazing brands. And you send them a little note when you, you fill out your style quiz and you fill out a little note and you can like 
tell them which brands you happen to like more than others. So oh, that's helpful. That. Yeah. Um, how it works is, like I said, you take the quiz to get started. An in-house stylist gets to know your closet, your lifestyle, size, your ne- unique preferences so they can outfit you for anything and everything. You get five days to try on everything at home and decide what you want to buy and what you want to send back. There's a $20 styling fee that will be credited towards any item that you keep from your edit. That's awesome. It sounds really easy to use and you can kind of like customize it too. Yeah. Who, Pretty cool. Who could ask for more? Exactly. Wantable has taken the challenge out of finding the right clothes for us to wear every day. They can help you too. Go to wantable.com slash single for $25 off your first edit. That's W-A-N-T-A-B-L-E.com slash single for $25 off your first edit. Wantable.com slash single. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself. If you can think it, you can dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. I'm so proud of all of our Squarespace websites. I was actually thinking the other day, I was like, I kind of want to update my personal website, lauralane.com, with like links to my writing. I was on somebody else's website and I just liked the way they had formatted the articles they've written. Uh And I was like, Thank God I can just like do this myself, you know? Yeah. If I want to like contact a webmaster. No, F that and like pay a bunch of money every time I want to like tinker with it. No, I just do it myself and I like don't know what I'm doing, but I can make it look really awesome. Um, If you want to check out some of the websites we've created on Squarespace just to, you know, actually see what we've done with this, with this amazing service, uh, we have thisiswhyyoursinglebook.com. This is why your single show.com goes to the same place. I have lauralane.com. Angela has angelaspare.com. That's I just do. our personal. I have nickloveslaura.com, which was my wedding website. I have feministfairytalesbook.com, which link, which is like to promote my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling, uh, which comes out March 10th. And so I'm like always updating that, that website the most because I'm like trying to gear up for promotion. And yeah, it's just so great to just be able to do it ourselves. Right. And when people want information about your new book or about our podcast, we have just like a simple, easy link that we can refer them to, which is great for us and great for anybody that has a business that they're trying to grow. Any kind of artist, if you're like a a graphic artist, if you're a performing artist, if you're a model, a writer, whatever, it's a great tool to have. Um, They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. So it'll look great on your computer and on your cell phone. And if you don't know what you're doing if you get confused ever they have 24 7 award-winning customer support to help you out yep they're amazing check them out we love them we think you will too and we're hooking it up as always check out squarespace.com slash single for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code single to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain that's squarespace.com slash single use offer code single to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Well, Parade.com had the best holiday gift ideas for your partner based on their dominant love language. I love this so much and I am so excited to hear what they have to say because all I do is talk about love languages with my friends because they'll complain about their boyfriend. I'll be like, yeah, but what is his love language? Like he's always buying you gifts and they're like, I know, but that's not my love language. So (laughs) I want him to like stop at the gifts if he would just like tell me how gorgeous I am all the time because I'm words of affirmation. Right. You know? And so, and I I'm I really believe I'm like all the love languages I know, even though said that. they claim that's not possible. Well, in in this article they did say that everybody's a little bit of both. It's just we all have one dominant one, you know. I think I would be 
gifts and words of affirmation. If somebody is just like telling me how amazing I am all the time <laughs> and buying me things or just small things. You'd be into it. Uh, yeah, it's just like small, like lo- literally love notes, flowers. Like, I'm, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. Um, I recently what's took, your love language? I recently took the quiz and I am words of affirmation, which makes total sense to me. Um, but I realized Ian is definitely acts of service. Like I always say like nothing would make Ian feel love more than him coming home and like seeing me like cleaning the oven, you know, or this like mopping the floor. And it's not like a 1950s, like, you know, old fashioned, like him wanting to see me be like a wife thing. It's like, he just loves like cleaning <laughs> and uh, just taking care of the home, taking care of business. Like he loves like, you know, and is that how he shows his actions. love to you? Because yes, you, usually somebody's love language is how they both want to receive and give love. Because I, he, this is like one of the, the kind of arguments that we run into a lot where it's kind of like, he's always cleaning and he takes our clothes to the laundromat. And to him, it's like, look at how much I'm contributing to the relationship. But for me being a words of affirmation person, I'm like, but tell me how good, great I am at stuff. Like, yeah, 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 you know, and I'm always wanting to buy gifts for Nick and he truly hates gifts. So that's really hard having that be one of my love languages. So instead I try other ways by like, I'll buy his favorite licorice at Whole Foods or, or I'll like leave a love note. Um, and I'm always telling him like how hot he is and how amazing he is. So words of affirmation. Yes. 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 Um, but this actually, I loved this article. I didn't know what to get in for Hanukkah and I got his his gift based on the recommendation from this article. What is it? Um, well, okay. So first of all, for, for people that don't know um, what the love language are, love languages are, there are five love languages. They are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Laura Lane is all five. <laughs> but, uh, um, and the affirmation, that's like compliments, acts of service are, are you know, helpful acts, gestures. Uh, like Angel said, could be cleaning the house. It could just be doing, you know, right. any Fulfilling kind Fulfilling of- your partner's needs without being asked. Gifts is pretty say. self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be money. It could be just any kind of thoughtful gift. Quality mm-hmm. time, pretty self-explanatory and physical touch. Attention. Is, you know, it doesn't have to be sex. It's just love, hugs, holding hands. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys know what your love language is, this will be very helpful to you. You can take a free quiz online, by the way. Yeah, that's exactly what I did, and I trust it completely. (laughs) Um, So for words of affirmation, it says, while choosing a present they love is important, what you write in the card um, is a big part of what will seal the deal for a words of affirmation type person. So their recommendations for gifts are a romantic card, a personalized piece of art, or an engraved keychain, which is sort of random i don't know about that one but the the card the card is a good one and you know i did get it like nick a keychain for his birthday and he was very into it really Mm -hmm. interesting all right well there you go some people that's why that's not my love language oh no it is my love language no gifts is not no but word this is for words of affirmation oh right no i just got him like it didn't wasn't engraved it was just an actual key i guess because like an engraved one would be personalized so that would speak to you know feeling like i don't know they know you i don't know um so acts of service says gifts that take some weight off their shoulders a task off their to-do list or speak to their needs or wishes in some way will make them swoon so since ian is acts of service um the i got my idea from this they said either a fill-in-the-blank coupon book which is where you make a coupon book with 
12 acts of service that they can use once a month or a pampering retreat or a subscription that makes their life easier. For example, ClassPass, which Ian has. He has ClassPass. So that's kind of why I was like, oh, this is onto something. So I'm, I'm getting him a spa retreat. I love that. Yes. And he loves massages. So perfect. It'll gift. be good. Even if I don't contribute to acts of service around the house, I am contributing to him relaxing after doing his own acts of service. Um, receiving gifts. If your partner is this love language, Christmas and Hanukkah and everything is probably great for them. They said a sentimental piece of art, like a baby photo, um, a pretty planner or an engraved watch. If their love language is quality time, a surprise vacation, a weekend getaway, a romantic date night activity. And finally, for physical touch, they said in the weeks leading up to the holidays, you can start reaching your, for your partner's hand more often, like while you're out grocery shopping or in the car. Some gifts to get them would be a luxurious new bedding set, um, edible panties, or a couple's massage and night out. Anything to make things start to be more sexy. Yes, and make them feel loved and appreciated and wanted. So, yeah, if I hope that is helpful. If you're struggling to know what to get your partner, it helped me. I think some of those gift ideas are pretty bad. but They're just of, very generic. But some of them are really great, and either way, they, they helped inspire me to think along those lines. Exactly. So that's, that was my takeaway. It was, okay, now I know what kind of lines to think along. Like, exactly. I don't know if an engraved keychain is, like, the way to go. Like I said, Nick did, like, his just normal keychain, but it was from, like, this cool surf store near us. But... But yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, if you know your partner, you can make it a little more personal. These are more like, yeah, vague. Um, what are you reading about? So I was reading USA Today. Uh, this is an article by Dalvin Brown, all about dating Sunday. The busiest day of the year for online dating is the first Sunday of the new year. I did not know about this, but Neither apparently if you're looking for love, Sunday, January 5th is the best day to find it, they claim. So... It has a name. It's called Dating Sunday or Single Sunday. It's the superficial singles holiday, and it's the busiest online dating day of the year, according to several dating apps and websites. I can't believe we have a dating podcast, and I haven't heard about this before. Apparently, it's a whole thing, and it's been going on for years, and I didn't know. This is wild. It's blowing my mind. So it makes sense, because I've heard this before, that in the new year, dating ramps up a lot of people go they you know they go to the gym more they look for like self-help books mm -hmm. all those kinds of things um it's also like so you know if you're like okay in the new year you know i'm gonna find i'm gonna find the person i'm waiting for then you might do it right after new year's on the first sunday so sundays are already the busiest day of the week for web dating in general Experts say that online dating activity swells up to 75% on that day. Last year, Match predicted a 69% spike in the new singles coming to the app on Dating Sunday. They said that the first Sunday of the year is often the most trafficked day. Uh, they estimate that users will send 1.5 million messages on a 24-hour period. So I think, you know, Tinder told Bustle that Dating Sunday led to 44 million Tinder matches being made. Uh, Coffee Meets Bagel also reported that that first Sunday is like the most popular time for people to sign up for the dating service. So I think it's kind of a combination of Sunday is a busy day. It's like mm -hmm. it's after the weekend. You're done hanging out with your friends. You're like, you know, you're not too busy. You're not busy with work yet. Monday's, uh, you know, pro approaching and it's like a good day to to swipe through some, you know, lazy Sunday. You're just mm -hmm. like hanging out in bed, ordering 
some French toast on Seamless and you're just swiping away. And in the new year, that's when people ramp up. You know, our book came out at the beginning of December and I think yes. it was because they wanted our book to come out like right before the new year. They said that advice books do really well in the new year and they wanted it to come out right before Valentine's Day. So I think this is really interesting. Yeah. So I also mark think, your calendars, yeah. all you single peeps for January 5th. I think also people are coming down from like the high of running around for the holidays and stuff and they're kind of like, hmm, maybe I don't want to do that alone next year. Totally. Yeah, it can be crazy to yeah. be doing it by yourself. So mark your cows. All right, it's time to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded feminine care brand offering high-quality period and sexual wellness products made with natural ingredients. I love this. 100% organic cotton, no toxins, dyes, or synthetic fibers. And I've kind of become like a little bit I don't know. You could call it crazy, but like our planet's dying and like there's bad shit in everything we consume and like breathe in the air. So like why, I, you know, why use something you know has bad stuff exactly. in it is how I feel. Especially so, if it's something that is coming into close contact with your body. Yeah. And this is going in my body yeah. if you're using their tampons. Very close. And, you know, I've become very into like clean, you know, organic clean food, plant-based food, uh, clean beauty supply stuff, uh, clean beauty. And Lola goes along right with that. And I'm not going to use some like, you know, stuff that like, why, why do they sell it? Why, it's why crazy is this, so, why is this okay? Why is this okay, Angela? I'm like actually really mad about it. Well, I think also a lot of people just don't realize they just assume, oh, if it's in the grocery store, it's okay for me. And it's not up in my hoo-ha product, you know, companies will just put whatever cheap ass products and cheap ass ingredients that they can into stuff. Yeah. So obviously, to make money. Needless to say, we're big fans of Lola. Uh, a little bit more about Lola. Lola believes in total ingredient transparency. Did you know the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So most of them don't. But Lola is totally transparent. Um, Lola makes period products with 100% organic cotton. They have, um, well, most conventional feminine care brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their period products, some of which include plastic, rayon, and polyester, which is the stuff that goes into ugly sweaters, shouldn't be going into your tampons. These products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents. Lola period products are made with 100% organic cotton. Lola wants to make your period a little bit easier, so subscriptions are customizable. You can choose your mix of products and absorbencies down to the exact number of lights and supers in a box of tampons. It's super easy. Yep. It's never been easier to try Lola. Get started with the trial set today. Get 30% off your $5 trial set today. Visit mylola.com and enter promo code SINGLE30 to redeem your offer. That's 30% off your $5 trial set today. Visit mylola.com and enter promo code SINGLE30 to redeem your offer. We'd like to give a shout out to Sakara Life, the 100% plant-based, organic, ready-to-eat meals. They specialize in fresh, organic, perfectly portioned meals delivered to your home or office so you can get back to feeling really, really good again. I have been a Sakara devotee for quite a long time. Like my whole life is Sakara. For snacks, I eat the Sakara bars. For breakfast, I have a Sakara parfait that sometimes is a muffin, a zucchini muffin. Sometimes it's a banana parfait. Sometimes it's this incredibly delicious chocolate yogurt. 
or chocolate yogurt, chocolate granola. Actually, sometimes it is chocolate yogurt, but um, my favorite is their chocolate granola and they'll have it with some like fancy almond milk with all these like minerals that are good for your skin and body in it. And I, I've been looking for a good probiotic and you said they have a probiotic, right? They have probiotic pills and then they also have probiotic chocolates. So why would you not go with the chocolate? Yeah, I'm very into that. At nighttime, I eat a probiotic chocolate and a beauty chocolate and my skin is better. I have more energy. Like I've lost weight if that's important to you. They don't count calories, which is like one of their pillars, which I love. They're all about like drinking your water. Like it's all vegetables and fruit. So many, so many greens. Um, no, yeah, you don't know what the calories are on things. And, and I love it. It's just such, they have such like a positive way of thinking about health and nutrition. And I'm a huge fan. The food's delicious. They have things like, uh, they have like their, you know, special plant-based burgers. And then they have like truffle mushroom pasta, empress rice. That's like a fried rice. Like the food is just incredible. Yep. So if you want to know a little bit more about Sakura, they have life-changing nutrition. Like Laura said, the meals and products are backed by cutting-edge nutrition science and traditional healing wisdoms to give your body what it needs to thrive. They use ingredients that you can trust to ensure peak nutrition, freshness, and deliciousness. They source all of their ingredients from trusted suppliers and organic farms that use healthy, sustainable agriculture practices. They have chef-crafted for pure joy meals. They're classically trained chefs, inspired global flavors. The meals and products are crafted with love and care to provide one of the most important nutrients of all, pleasure. My favorite is the tomato soup also, and they have mac and cheese. It's just all good, okay? Um, We're hooking it up, 20% off. Use code XOLAURA, X-O-L-A-U-R-A. Go to sakara.com, S-A-K-A-R-A.com, and use code XOLAURA at checkout for 20% off. All right, Angela, what do we have in our mailbox this week? Okay, first up, we have an anonymous question. Um, The listener wrote in with the subject line, is it a dick move to break up with someone this time of year? So she says, I'm in need of some advice. My boyfriend and I have been dating for 10 months. He's met my family once before. We have talked multiple times of him spending Thanksgiving with me and my family since most of his family and friends are across the country. But I really want to break up. No plans have been made, and I know he could find other people to spend the time with, but I can't help but feel like a jerk. I care about him a lot, but I am not in love with him anymore. Is it worse to string him along or turn a 180 on him just a few weeks before Thanksgiving and the holidays? Also, I have strong romantic feelings for someone else, and I feel like even more of a jerk for lying when my boyfriend asks, did you think about me today? And I say yes, when really I've been thinking about the other guy. Thank you in advance, XOXO. So this episode's coming out after Thanksgiving. Yes. So I wonder if she's already broken up with him. But either way, this is helpful well, for I anybody did, else. Oh, you talked to her. I, well, I was like, I know this is time sensitive. So here's some advice. But we are going to talk about it, you know, because it relates to something that I think a lot of people go through around the holidays. So this is like why they call it cuffing season also, because yeah. people get cuffed and then they feel like there's no good time to break up with somebody because... Like she said, you know, it's Thanksgiving and then it's like Christmas. Maybe they already bought you a gift. And then, you know, you think, oh, God, January. Right. And in her situation, like they already have the plans to spend Thanksgiving with her family. It's like she already told her family. But I. What was your take? My take was, I mean, first of all, she wrote to us. It was about. um, I I hope she listened to our cuffing season is back episode. That was relevant. Two episodes ago. Um. Yeah, I hope I hope that was helpful in 
in whether or not she should break up with him. But I say you got to break up with him. Like the times I would really say don't break up with somebody it's fucked up is if something really tragic happened in their life. Like somebody close to them died, their dog died. Like just give it a little time, you know, be there, yeah, yeah. be there for them as like a human being. Um, you know, don't break up with someone on their birthday. It's like the day they were born. I feel like the week of their birthday is like kind of a fucked up time to break up with someone. I remember that happening to, I think, Jessica Simpson. And oh, and I remember always thinking like, that was really mean. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, no, you, there, if you don't break up with them now, in my opinion, there's going to be no good time for the next like two and a half months. It's and that's true. a long time to be with somebody that you don't want to be with. So just do it. Yeah. And sometimes we have people write in and they're sort of wishy-washy and not sure about if they should break up with their boyfriend. But she sounds so confident in the decision. And when you feel that strongly, I don't think you should waste a single day with a person that that you don't want to be with. Because life is truly too short for that. And like, it it's fine. Like, I know... You know, it feels hard, but like he'll figure it out. He'll go to his family. It's better for him to go spend that time with his family than waste your family's time and his time in like, you know, trying to bond and get to know each other and like create a relationship when you know it's not going anywhere. Totally. Break up with him. Yeah, just break up with him. All right. What else we got in the mailbox? Okay. uh, Next up, we have a question from our listener, Elsie. Lauren Conrad writing into the pod. She needs our help. Um, she says, first, I want to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast. These topics are essential in today's dating culture, and the commentary has been getting me through my dissertation. Oh, good. A you, doctor. I know. I don't know how. You know, if we can't get a dissertation, I'm glad we're helping you do it. Maybe some brain candy. Yeah. Um, so here's her question. She says, I am an American living in England for grad school. Like a cliche romantic comedy, I've developed feelings for my flatmate. We are pretty good friends, or we were pretty good friends beforehand and bonded through our love of travel, fitness, and John Wick movies. Anyway, I finally built up the courage to tell him my feelings and he completely rejected me, which is okay. Since then, our friendship has dwindled with him becoming more closed off, and I believe it's because of his new relationship. We hardly talk anymore, and I miss hanging out with him as a friend. Our hangouts have often been canceled or shortened to 10 minutes, but with me leaving soon, I don't know if I should bother. What do you think? P.S. I invited him to a going away party, and he said he'll be with his girlfriend that day. Ouch. P.P.S. Thanks for the subscription to Away in FabFitFun. Oh, good. I'm glad she likes those responses. Um... Oh, this is so hard because I've been there, but you have been totally friend zoned and now he's moved on with somebody else. And first of all, I want to commend you for for going for it. Just like a cliche romantic comedy. It's good you told him how you feel because it would have really sucked that you're in grad school in England and then like you get back to America and you're like, what, you know, what if it would have worked out? I could have been Cameron Diaz with my Jude Law, like <laughs> yes. in the movie The Holiday. And then you'll always regret not telling him how you feel. But honestly, if I'm, I hope it doesn't sound harsh, but like, you know, you should not bother. You, he's with somebody else. He, he probably feels a little awkward because he, you know, you guys were close friends and he's like, oh God, but now she has a crush on me. He's also probably in his head thinks he's like doing you a favor by, by not hanging out. He's probably like, oh, it's like, you know, I don't want to lead her on or like make her think there's like a chance for us when, you know, I, I just like her as a friend. I just don't think we have chemistry. So 
you know, he probably feels like he's being a good guy to like not hang out with you that much. And I know that in your head, you're like, okay, I would like to be your girlfriend. But if you don't, I would like to still be friends. But I think you need to find like another guy BFF that or, you know, just start dating because I think the more you hang out with him, it's going to hold you back from people that you actually might have a chance with. And um, yeah, him saying he, he won't go to your going away party, he's going to be with his girlfriend is like a kind of a fucked up it thing is. to say because he can hang out with his girlfriend any day. He could also presumably bring his girlfriend. Yeah. So it's a bad excuse. He's kind of being an asshole and maybe you don't think that it's coming off like that or that's not what he meant from an outside perspective. That was, it's like fucked up to not go to your going away party when you guys have been friends for a while i agree yeah i think it's important to remember that friendship is sort of a two-way street and even though you used to enjoy his friendship he's not really proving to be a great friend anymore now that you've revealed your feelings to him so there's not too much to salvage i've talked before on the podcast about how i made a move on someone once, like you did and it didn't work out and i it's like you know it's embarrassing in the moment but I can promise you that you will never regret having made that move because you'll never have to wonder what if, like Laura said. And, and you guys don't hang out at all, but you never did, you know, a lot. But but now I would say that you and this person, Angela, have like a cordial relationship. Like he'll like your photos and he'll right, like he'll like sure. our he'll like our professional endeavors. And yeah, and the truth is, after I made the move, it kind of I was like, I just sort of accepted, like, okay, like I don't think a friendship can blossom from this now because it, it is weird. It's like, whatever. I made it weird. We made it weird. <laughs> but I it, there's lots of friends to make in the world. It's fine. You'll find other people. Right. You shouldn't bother putting any effort into this because he has made very clear signs that, that this friendship is not of high priority for him. Um I hate giving advice like that, but it's the truth. I feel like it's, it's, uh, yeah. And you know what? You're moving back to America. You not having to physically see him all the time anymore will definitely help you in the getting over it process. Exactly. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less if you want it on the show. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is how holiday rom-coms are lying to you. Yes, just like our last listener, you know, she felt like she was Cameron Diaz in the holiday in the holiday and it worked out and you know the end of the movie leaves us open-ended but what we think is that Cameron Diaz is going to be the stepmother to Jude Law's beautiful little girls I do have to say that it does bother me that there's no real resolution in that movie because <laughs> they're like how it's, will we ever make it work and then they never actually tell you how they're going to make it work it's pretty clear you know they dance they have the little Christmas or you know, the New Year's party together it's, and- it's pretty clear they're going to make it work I forget I, what was her job is she an actress she's like an editor in LA okay well she's uh, yeah she can't really do that in like the London <laughs> countryside whatever. whatever they figured it out somehow they're going to figure it out I mean maybe he can wants to come to Los Angeles. But he, he says he can't. Whatever. It's, see, they're lying to you because in real life, you'd have to work this shit out. You've got to figure out the deeds. And sometimes it doesn't work out well. Not to be the bearer of bad news at, at, at the holiday time. But yeah, and the other kind of holiday rom-coms that I really can't stand are the Hallmark ones. So, you know, they have the Christmas ones. This year, they finally introduced their first Hanukkah ones, which is actually pretty exciting. But it's all the same shtick. Um, this year, actually, there's 40 new holiday rom-coms on Hallmark. 
Um, and even though I love them, we're all guilty of them. They're guilty pleasure movies. They present a certain set of values that are sometimes sort of problematic and can make you feel a little icky after you watch them. Laura and I were actually on a podcast last year, like a, a Hallmark holiday themed podcast where we had to watch one of these movies. It was so painful. Not only did it like not make sense and like the whole plot line revo- revolved around them making these like gingerbread cookies, right? <laughs> Yes. That was like it was like live or die whether the cookies were gonna be good. the The biggest thing that pissed me off was there was this ambitious woman killing it at her job, and like and like that was that you know she was the bad person for yes. wanting to to have a life and you know and not be in her small town with like a a man. Yeah. So like you know the big bad city. Like what? You should encourage her. She's living her best life. She was killing it at her job. You know, not everybody has to love that. Not everybody has to be ambitious, you know, and not everyone has to uh, want that. But for the people that do, like... Don't demonize them. Don't demonize them and, like, encourage them to to go for their dreams. And that's the thing. In these Hallmark and Lifetime movies, that is the reoccurring theme. They constantly, every single movie, it starts with a woman that has a good job, working in the city, working hard, and then she has to, like, come back to her small town and, like, give everything up for, like, some small town guy. And I actually, you know, we know people that write these movies for Lifetime and Hallmark, and I have heard that, like, the executives, like, they'll have scripts where the woman keeps her job and they're like, no, you have to change it because she, if she was in love with this guy, she wouldn't do that. She would leave her job. Like, how about no? How about the guy would move for her to the city? So it's sort of a messed up set of values that we see time and time again in these movies. So we have to like keep in mind that there are certain powers that be that are orchestrating these things. Uh, and it's not always how real life is. Even no. though, you know, they're fun, they're light, fair to watch during the holiday season. But like, just don't compare your lives to those movies I think is good advice um what are some of the other things that piss you off about these movies some other stuff so the guys that they wind up with are never up to their like they're never on the same level like they're guys that are kind of slackers and they're also kind of neggy usually like they kind of make fun of the girl the whole time totally like they the girl shows up and they're like oh you're back like nice shoes or something and right like oh your fancy city shoes they like yeah, they yeah, shoe yeah. shame her um they're also <laughs> they never in these movies they never have sex um and this is another thing that i've heard from people that write these movies that they are not allowed to show them waking up together in the same like house i mean that i i get because it's like a mom watching it with like her eight-year-old but you know not, it's gotta it's be not. like it's they're gotta be like, like disney level so, you know, I'm not expecting them to be, like, fucking in the bed. Yeah, I don't want to see, like, but HBO's I, but version of this. I or don't maybe want, I do, but... I don't want any, like, slut-shaming, though, at the same time. Yeah, like, the implication is that girl, good girls never spend the night. And you know what? Sometimes good girls can spend the night even at the during the holiday season. I mean, I feel like if you go back to your small town and there's, like, that hot dude that you were, like, kind of had your eye on, but he was, you know, kind of sucked... Like, you might just be like, fuck it. I'm just going to hook up with him. Right. Like, what else? Like, that's really. What else is there to that's do? That's all in this- you're going to do. And then you're going to go home. And- yeah. You're like, there's nothing else to do while I'm home. Like, at least I'm going to, like, you know, get some action and then go back to my cool job. Exactly. Um, also, obviously, all these movies kind of always have the lead characters fitting a certain physical ideal. And they're kind of one dimensional. They all, like, 
look very pristine and and even though they're out in the snow, they have like great hair. And you know what? That that hair, those are extensions. Your hair, if your hair looks like shit during the holiday season, if you don't look good in a hat, you know what? Some of us don't look good in hats and that's okay. I mean, you look good in a beret. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and finally, they just kind of put too much emphasis on the the whole power of the holidays. Like the holidays are nice, but there's no need to get down if you're not feeling the magic fantasy. Sometimes people have seasonal depression around the holidays and it's okay if you don't feel like happy and and peppy and whatever. It's a real thing, seasonal depression. I got one of those lights one time on Amazon and it really did help. I like sat in front of the light. I don't know. Just Google it like seasonal depression light and there'll be recommendations of what kind of light. But it's something about like if you're not really getting those UV lights, uh, that UV light and the sun, Mm -hmm. if you happen to live in a part of the country or the world that actually has a winter, you might get depressed. And so I got one of those lights. I started taking some like fish oil pills because that supposedly helps. Does it? I've been thinking about the because they also help your hair, right? Yeah. I just, I started taking like <laughs> fish oil pills, uh, making sure I was exercising and like hanging out with friends and all those things helped because that's another thing. It's cold. You're like, oh, I don't want to like get on the subway to go hang out with like, you know, Christy or whatever your friend's mm-hmm. name is. And so you might just like end up just staying home by yourself. But when you like are isolated, that can also lead you know, uh, contribute to like yes. seasonal depression. So making sure you like hang out with people, you exercise, take that fish oil pills, get that vitamin D UV light. Uh, I don't know, just my personal, my personal experience that those are some things that helped. Nice. So yeah, enjoy the holidays. Like, you know, watch the fun movies, eat your cookies, go make a snow angel, but just don't compare your, your life to the people in the made for TV movies. But then on the other hand, I did meet Nick around the holidays and like kind of had my fairy tale. So it can happen. It can happen, but not the way it happens in those movies. We did make snow angels on our first date. Oh my God. Goodbye. (laughs) And on that note, it is time for our reason of the week. Break down. So if you've seen one holiday rom-com, you've seen them all. They even all have very similar names. We're going to have Laura try and tell the real Hallmark movie from the fakes in a game we call Hit or Mistletoe. So cute. You're so good at these punny names. All right, let's do it. Okay. I'm going to name two two names per round, and you have to guess which is real and which is fake. Okay. Which is the name of a movie? Yes, of a real Hallmark movie that is coming out this year. Okay. So first, uh, a Christmas C-section or a Christmas miracle, which is real. A Christmas miracle. Correct. (laughs) Although I would love to watch a Christmas C-section. Christmas at Dollywood or holiday celebrate a Merry Madonna Christmas? Oh, my God. That's so hard. Um, I'm going to think you made up the Dollywood one. Uh, So... What? It's real and I will be watching that one. Oh my God. I knew you're obsessed with Dollywood. Isn't that where your bachelorette party is going to be? I think it's going to be. And I'm a little worried that now it's going to get even more popular. <laughs> because Book it of, now. Because of this Hallmark Christmas movie. Book it before that movie happens. I know. All right. Um. So yeah, Christmas at Dollywood, a real movie. We should all watch it. Next up, Pride and Prejudice and Prancer or Sense and Sensibility and Snowmen? Shut up. I can't believe these are real. <laughs> I had such a fun time coming up with the fake ones, by the um, way. Uh, sense, and, sense and Sensibility. I think the Sense and Sensibility is the real one. 
Correct. Pride and Prejudice and Prancer is not real. <laughs> um, all right. The Candy Cane Click or The Christmas Club? Oh, these are both so good. Uh, the Christmas Club, uh, Candy Cane Click. I think Christmas Club is the real one. That's right. But the Candy Cane Click might be the name of my seasonal girl group. That oh, I, I love start. that. I love that. Um, Have a- your text, your your guys' group text, just rename it. To yes. Yes. Um, all right. A, a Christmas duet or a Yuletide yodel? Christmas duet is real. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Y- I'm good Yuletide at, yodel is not real. I'm good at sniffing these out. I know. Um, all right. Finally, last one. A Christmas scavenger hunt or a New Year yard sale? <laughs> Christmas scavenger <laughs> hunt's real. It is. But wouldn't you be more interested in a New Year yard sale? Like, what is that about? That uh, sounds interesting. A hundred percent. Let's write that movie. Let's do it. I think we have a, a future. We have. I have a good skill for naming them. I have a knack for it. So we just need scripts that correspond. Exactly. Uh, guys, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audio book on Audible. You can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for full list of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're That was a HeadGum Podcast.